the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, our Father desires to have an intimate relationship with those of us who are His children. But unfortunately, although that's God's desire for you and me, many of us don't take Him up on that opportunity. Although the opportunity is there, most Christians I know don't have and enjoy as intimate of a relationship with God as He wants them to do and as intimate a relationship that they should want to do. Brothers and sisters, there are pathways that we can take and should take to increase our intimacy with God. If you don't know what they are, then we should learn what they are and take them. Each and every one of us needs to know what those pathways are and take them so that we can have and enjoy the increased intimacy with God that He desires for you and me. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Psalms number 18. I told you God will come himself and handle it, right? Start reading it, stanza number six. It says, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried upon my, unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple and my cry came before him even into his ears. Just get it out your mouth, baby, to get it in his ears. Then the earth shook. Look at the results. Then the earth shook. When? when, After God heard your prayers. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and was shaken. Why? Because he was wroth. Eastside Detroit say P-O'd. Why was he upset? Because somebody messing with mine. Because somebody messing with mine. Oh, you shouldn't ought to did it. Verse 8 say, there went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. Smoke came out God's nostrils. God said, I mean, come on, go into cartoon ministry with me and stuff. God looked up and saw something. Remember sometimes when a person would see something go out, smoke come out their ears and their nose. What would they do is this. Doot, doot. And they'd open up their mouth, fire come out, boy, like that. That meant, oh, you in trouble now. You in trouble now. Well, when you cry in the garden, caught and crying to God, ooh, they in trouble now. God gets so fired up, smoke come out his nostrils. <sighs> And fire come out of his mouth to bring it devours. Coals were kindled by it. Come on, y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. 
This, is, this stuff is real. When Jesus Christ come back here and set his foot back on the ground, hallelujah, and the armies are going to come against him, and, and Armageddon, when the armies come up against him, praise God, the Bible says he's going to open up his mouth and a fire is going to consume them. Why? Because this is my land. This is my place. I'm back here to take over, take control. I ain't playing no games. <laughs> he's just going to be blowtorching folk all over the place. Praise God. So since he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, since he's going to do it when he come back and get his world, what you think when he comes to get his girl and his, his boy and his girl? Same fire going to come out. Y'all don't want to hear me. Let's read. Stanza number nine. He bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. He bowed the heavens also. Y'all ain't reading the Bible, right? Come on now. He bowed the heavens. I got to go to wrestling in order to explain this one. Praise God. I got to go to wrestling. But, but, but I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember sometimes somebody would be in the middle of the ring and they get, they getting bust up. Praise God. But then one of their partners from the dressing room run in, praise God. And they might like run in and everybody cheering because they see they about to save him. And he come running in and he would slide up under the ring, under the bottom belt, praise God, and come up on his feet and start wearing folk out. That was sometime. Other times you see another guy come in the ring, get ready to step into the ring, and their manager might step up on there with him. And when they step up on the ring, they would like sit down on one belt and then hold up the other belt and let them step through like this, praise God. And then they come up and everybody cheering like, what's up? But every once in a while, a big fella would come to the ring and he'd be walking down the aisle slowly. Everybody like, oh, see. And when he would step up, he didn't go under. He didn't go in the middle. He put his hand down on the top belt step over the top of it to the point you're like, oh, <laughs> that guy about to kick some tail because he would bow the rope down and step over it. Y'all not hearing me up here. God said when he found out when you cried unto him about what was happening to you, about how somebody was coming to you, Bible says smoke started coming out his nose, fire started coming out his mouth, and he bowed down the heavens. He put his hand on the top of the heavens and pushed them down. Y'all know? <laughs> wow! I bet you when the enemy look up there, they're like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. You done messed up now, baby. God will bow down the heavens for you and then come out after you. That's some help, baby. And it says, and darkness was under his feet. Darkness represents the work of the devil. It represents the environment in which devil does what he does. It represents what the devil does. And then look at it. It's under his feet. Under his feet means under his control. Under his feet means under his control. That when God shows up, he takes control in the middle of the situation. That no matter what's happened to you, it's under his feet. No matter what's going on in your life, it's going to be under his feet. Poverty is under your feet. Sickness is under your feet. Despair is under your feet. Everything else is going to be under his feet. Praise God. God's about to control the situation. Because God ain't showing up just to get a closer view. God's coming to deliver you. God's coming to rescue you. Somebody say, rescue me. 
God will bow, bow down some stuff and step over and come get you. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's good to me. Praise God. God said, I'll come get you, baby. I'm going to bow down the heavens and I'm coming down there to get you. We're in Psalms 18. We're in stanza number nine. It said, he bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly. Yeah, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. That's coming fast. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. And the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed, hail, stones, and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them. They booked, and he shot, <laughs> and he shot all, out lightnings. Shoot them in their butt while they're running. And, and discomfited them. <laughs> Y'all got to read the Bible. Come on, read the Bible right. And discomfited them. Praise <laughs> God. That word discomfited them, I mean, they all confused and perplexed, don't know what to do. They scattered like crazy ants. You know them little crazy ants that just be running all over the place like they don't know where to go? That's how your enemy going to be. Praise God. Why is that? Because you honored God. Because God honors you. God loves you, and he's going to come through. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. hallelujah. He does that because you honored God. You love God. You handled things the way it's supposed to be. And God came back and made sure everything worked out well for thee. Turn over to Psalm 8, Acts 16. Let's go over and let's take a look at that real quick. Praise God. Let's get, look at an example of a person uh, that called upon the Lord in a time of distress. And let's see what God did. Go on. God, amen, and from heaven. Y'all hear that? God like, that's what I'm talking about. He like, preach, young man. Acts 16. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all don't want to amen me. God said, I'll do it. Praise God. <laughs> Acts chapter 16, verse 16. <laughs> it says, and it came to pass as we went to, to prayer, a certain damsel, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Call me now and I'll tell you what to do. You know. <laughs> you know, she's one of them kind of people. Praise God, you know. Call me now and I'll tell you your future. When did anybody tell her her future? You in jail. Praise God, amen. Verse 17. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, these men are servants of the most high God, which show us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. Oh, that had to be irritating. And where they went, this demon-filled chick was walking around talking about, these men are servants of the most high God. These men are servants of the most high God. These men are servants of the most high God. Then they go to Whataburger. These men are servants of the most high God. These men are servants of the most high God. Then they come out of Whataburger. These men are servants of the most high God. They're like, oh, look, see. See, after a while, Paul got about tired of that. Because see, after a while, you get about tired of the devil. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you're like, man, I'll get you later. But eventually it's like, no, I'm about to get you now. 
And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, shut up, fool. I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, because <laughs> girlfriend all right now, she ain't no right mind, you know, she ain't walk around tripping. They caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. Drew them, mean drug them. They, they drug them, snatched them up and drug them and brought them to the magistrate saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. They ain't troubling the city, you just lost your money, that's all. And teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. And the multitude rose up, a multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates rent their clothes, brand new clothes, and, and, and just got them out of layaway. And, and snatched them and tore them apart and commanded the, the, them to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they beaten them upon them. They cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. So when they would throw, they beat them, snatched them, drug them up in there, and then ripped their clothes off, beat their back with many stripes, swung them all into the prison, and then told my man, and my man took him, I'm sure he didn't just like, come on, let me show you your accommodations. I'm sure that he kind of like bust them up and drug them too. Who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison. That's in the dungeons, other dungeons. And made their feet fast in the stocks, which means snatched it down around their ankles. And at midnight, Paul and Silas was cussing like sailors. How the bleep de bleep did I get in a situation like this? It, it, don't, it don't say that. And Paul and Silas complained. Complained. Come on, they, they like all the other saints, ain't they? Cried. They cried. Oh, how did I get out of the I was just doing the will of God. I was just doing what I was about to do. Paul and Silas prayed. Paul and Silas prayed. They didn't act like us. Paul and Silas prayed. They prayed. They called upon the Lord and sang praises unto God. Which means even after they prayed, remember they, they got strengthened in their souls to the point that they knew that they had control because they knew that the, 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 the heavens was about to get bowed. And they was about to get up out of there because God was going to come out loud and go and just handle stuff. They already knew that as soon as they left their mouth that they had what they, what they needed. And they began to conduct themselves like they had at the moment that they prayed. And they prayed, praise God. Hallelujah. And sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. They didn't do it all silent under their breath. They was all loud with it, praise God. Hallelujah. Probably said, everybody sing along. Praise God. If you know the words of this song, sing with us too. And they got to singing and stuff. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul and Silas were attacked for putting people out of business and thereby costing Satan business. But they didn't fret nor sweat, but they del but, but delivered, they did get. Hallelujah. They prayed. See, continuous prayer affords us the opportunity to end the devil's control over our lives and other people's lives too. They prayed. That word prayed right there means to, to pray. They prayed to God, supplicated. I like this. And worshiped. They worshiped, blessed be the name of the Lord. 
talking about the greatness of God and the goodness of God. When, it's, when I say supplicated, it means they prayed humbly to entreat or petition humbly. And before you start thinking, I'm talking about like, oh, Lord, I know I'm in a jacked up situation. There's any way you, any way you may come by here and just help a brother for a second or so. You don't have to, but if you want to. No, no, that day he humbled himself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt him in due time. He bowed his will and bowed his way to what the Lord had to say. He made a verbal declaration of his affirmation of the information so he can have manifestation in the middle of his life. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That yes, the devil had come up in there with something, but he knew, yeah, I got might go through a little something, something, but the God of all grace who have called me unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, that after I've suffered a while, he shall make me perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle me. That word perfect means to complete thoroughly. That is to repair or adjust, which means even if you get bust up, God will adjust your thinking, repair your thinking, repair you in the middle of the situation. He established him, which means to set fast, to turn resolutely in a certain direction to turn him resolutely in a certain direction. Why? Because a double-minded man should expect to receive nothing from God. But he knew exactly what to expect from God, and he turned definitively in that direction. Strengthen him. That word means to strengthen. But figuratively, it means to confirm him. But I like how it confirms him. In spiritual knowledge and power, he shared with him what he was going to do. Shared with him the power that he had. To the point that he became settled in what it is that God said that he would do. That means to lay a basis for. Or I like this literally to be erect. Perpendicular up to him. When remember God up withholds no good thing from them that up, walk uprightly. Now he's straight up with God and God's straight up with him. So that he could be able to come and get him out of that situation. Therefore they, they, they prayed. And their request was a request in line with God's word. And they worship God. They acknowledge the greatness of God. They acknowledge how great God is. That's what they was probably singing. How great thou art. Praise God. Hallelujah. How they probably start singing something like, you know, no matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. Praise God. Holy to God. They probably was dancing with them chains. Praise God. It was like making music with them. Praise God. They got, you know, their hands is all tight now, so they can't be like, you know, clapping real high. They were probably like, they're like, it's probably like a Pentecostal clap, praise God. They, they had it going on, blessed be the name of God. Sound like they had tambourines with them, praise God. It also translated that they prayed earnestly. They prayed earnestly. Eastside Detroit version said they was praying for real. Eastside Detroit said they was praying for real. Eastside Detroit Amplified Version puts it like this. They was praying for real, for real. They were not playing. Do you know what I'm saying? They was for real, for real, on the for tip. They prayed the word they didn't trip. Hey, glory to God. I like the Eastside Detroit Amplified, baby. They was praying for real, for real. They were not playing. Do you know what I'm saying? They was for real, for real on the for real tip. They prayed the word and they didn't trip. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They was in there, baby. They had, <laughs> and everybody heard them. And let's see what happened when everybody heard them. While they was praying for real, for real. 
It says in that midnight, Paul and Silas prayed for real, for real, and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Isn't that what we read over in Psalms? Isn't that what we read, what happens when you call upon the Lord? So they came into agreement with the word. God did exactly what he said he was going to do. So the foundation of the prison was shaken, and immediately all the doors were open. And everyone's bands were loose. Everybody's bands was loose. Hallelujah. Y'all not hear me? Everybody's band was loose. That's how cold to me. Because not only did God deliver them, they delivered everybody around them. Praise God. Because when God come, he do stuff big. Praise God. But, but hold up. There's still one person that's trapped down there. The jailer. How many people know that God wants them all? It says, and the keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm for we are all here. Then he said, you lying. That's <laughs> the east side of Detroit. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. Glory to God. And, 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 and then brought them out and said, sirs. Now, before they prisoners, now you're talking about sirs. Remember, you honor God, God honors you. See, remember when he came down and stepped over the, the heavens? Remember the Bible said darkness was under his feet. But remember, we part of the body of Christ. And the body of Christ, it, 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 we, we part of Jesus' body. So if, if every, all the darkness is up under his feet, it's under us too. So now, instead of being controlled, he now in control. Because remember, God will do all those things for you, establish you, strengthen you, settle you, so that he can be glorified. Remember I say he's glorified when you're set free. And they came and bowed down to them. Hallelujah. And then brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy household. I'm not just, God not just going to save you. He's going to snatch all your family out too. And they spoke unto him the word of the Lord and to all that was in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized. And, and he and all his straightway, all of them got saved. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Hope that you've seen that one of the many things that our God wants us to do is to increase the intimacy that exists between Him and me and you. Hope that you're not only seeing that that's what's available for us to do, but that we do what we need to do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you like He wants us to do. Otherwise, we'll miss out on the awesome opportunity that God definitely has opened the door for us to do an opportunity of a lifetime that we definitely should do. Become more intimate with the God who loves and who saved me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But if you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come visit us at Word of Faith, 
We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's absolutely no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You blessed us in ways that we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. So, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure you reap what you've sown. So, we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is to be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 